This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello to all my special listeners. How are you? I just want to check in. Check in with my little hole on top of my computer screen. But really, my energy is with you. How are you doing? How's everybody? I hope you're using the tools that we learn here in the best ways. I hope you're practicing them and seeing your life improve with each tool that you use. I just want to say that I really appreciate and love, I get tickled pink when I get contacted by my listeners. I love your emails with your questions and your comments and your chizuk and your successes. So please keep them coming. And if you are going through a difficult time, anybody listening here, and you need help, and you need support, and you need a derech to get onto. Do not hesitate. Do not be shy. Yalbertram.com. It would be my greatest pleasure. Please contact me through there. Um, I would love to help in any way I can, even if I can only be on the phone for a few minutes. I would love to be able to guide you and direct you. All my listeners are so special and dear to me, so don't be shy. So let's look at Perek Kuf Chaf Hey, chapter 125. This parak is sponsored for a Yeshua, for Rivka Liba Bas Chava, who needs a very quick, speedy salvation from her current predicament. And may she have a beautiful, happy, fulfilling, beautiful, amazing, wonderful life very, very soon and enjoy all of the nachis and all of the ease that will flow towards her in her life. Okay, so parak Kuf Chaf Hey is a beautiful short little parak that speaks of Hashem's love and protection for his nation. And I'm so happy to be sharing these ideas because a lot of us carry around hashkafos that are not 100% aligned, that are not really centered with the way our hashkafos are supposed to be. What are we looking at in the wrong way? So what we're looking at in the wrong way, and not all of us, and not all of us to the same extent, but all of us in some area can relate to this in some part of our life, the way we subconsciously view our relationship with Hashem is often through a harsher lens than it's supposed to be. We see our love that we're getting from Hashem as being conditional. We sometimes think that I can only get the things that I want in my life. I can only have Hatzlacha if I'm checking off every box, if I'm doing every halacha exactly the way it's supposed to be, if I'm making Hashem proud, then He loves me. And if I'm being human and making mistakes, then maybe He doesn't love me. And even if we know in our head that this is absurd, and that Hashem created us and He loves us and we're special, somehow we're walking around with these messages inside of our subconscious, and they are affecting our lives in ways that we may not even begin to even imagine how, how much these thoughts and beliefs could be affecting our lives. And so, I'm so happy to be sharing this parak with you so that we could tap into this koach of Hashem Tzilcha. Hashem shadows us. He takes His cues from us. If we see our relationship with Him as being loving and we see Him as being a loving, merciful, kind, protective Father in Heaven, that's what he's going to be for us. But if we see him as being vindictive and harsh and punitive, then that's going to be the reality that we're going to be noticing and seeing more and more of. 
And so, besides from the anxiety and stress that we get when we see Hashem in this negative way, through seeing Him in a more positive light, not only are we going to get to a calmer, more peaceful existence, but even more importantly, perhaps, we're going to be drawing in more blessings into our life as we see Hashem as a loving Father and we start noticing Him that way and we start experiencing everything that way. So I'm so happy to share this beautiful parak, and I will at the end be giving you two very helpful ways of getting your hashkafa to be in the place that it needs to be so that you could enjoy happy, fulfilling lives and beautiful, authentic, loving, warm relationships with your Creator. Okay, so Perak Kof Chafei Pasak Aleph. Shira Malus Abotzkem Ba'ashem Karatzion. We're comparing here the Boteach Ba'ashem, the one who trusts in Hashem, to Harzion to Yerushalayim. What's the comparison? The comparison is that just as Hashem's spirit will never depart from Yerushalayim, so too the Boteach Ba'ashem, the one who trusts in Hashem, will always have Hashem's love and protection with him at all time. Pasuk Beis Yerushalayim Harim Savivla. Such a beautiful pasuk. I have this pasuk written on a painting when you come into my house in a gold frame. It's my prized possession. I love this painting. It has a beautiful picture of mountains. Um, and it says this pasuk. And it just fills me up with a very warm, gushy feeling. So, yeah. Come over and you'll see it. Um, Yerushalayim. It, this means that mountains surround it, and Hashem surrounds His nation now and forever. So, how do we understand this? So, Yerushalayim, as we know, is surrounded by mountains that offer it a strategic advantage, because it's harder for people to come invade. And But nevertheless, we're being cautioned here not to put our reliance on the physical things in, in our life, on the natural things that seem to be protecting us, on our hishtaglas, or on the things that we're putting our, our all of our trust in, in this world. Instead, we have to remember that now and forever, the only true protection, the only real defense in this world is when Hashem decides to take care of us and protect us, which is always, like we said, Hashem's spirit is constantly upon us. And so we have to remember not to put too much of our emphasis and too much of our hope on our own on on our own strength and abilities and wisdom, but instead to rely on Hashem. Alternatively, another way of understanding this is that the harem, the mountains, are the difficulties that surround Yerushalayim, a lot of challenges, a lot of people looking to destroy Yerushalayim, to get rid of us, to take it over, to create harm and danger in our lives there. And yet, Hashem Saviv La'amo, Hashem protects us from all of these seemingly insurmountable dangers and obstacles. And so, when we're looking at our own lives, what we can deduce from both of these explanations is that both with the hishtadlus that we're doing and with the things that get in our way, those blockages that seem to be hindering our success or hindering our progress in our lives, we have to view all these things as a mirage. They're not real. The real, the me'ata v'yarolam, the real lasting force in our life is that Hashem saviv le'amo, that we're being protected and taken care of from above, and when we tap into this truth and we really live it 
and see it. And not just that you're listening to me say it or that you're learning about it. That you're actually, when you see it in your life so clearly by looking for it and noticing it and feeling it, and it becomes part of you, you can live with no anxiety. You can really live beautiful, amazing lives with feelings of being protected and just constant miracles flowing to you. So let's get on board with this idea. And I give you many, many ways of doing this in our classes together. Pasuk Gimel. The scepter of the wicked will never rest on the land that is allotted to the righteous. So at the end of days, in the time of Gogu Magog, when Yerushalayim is going to be surrounded and put in danger, the the Shevet HaResha, these wicked people, will not be able to affect the Tzadikim. The people who will survive this war and who will live in Yerushalayim safely and happily are the Tzadikim. Their Goral, their Yerushalayim will not be touched and they will be able to live there safely. And then it says, Leman lo yishluchu ha-tzadikim the, they will not be influenced by the Rishayim so that they won't be, you know, so that they won't end up doing their own Averos. So what does this mean? Throughout history, the Jews were surrounded by lots of negative influences, and they were influenced. We, we were worshipping Avodah and we were doing things that we weren't supposed to be doing because of the people that were influencing. The Hellenists influenced us negatively. So many Jews assimilated and, and lost their connection with Yiddishkeit. But in future times, it says here that before the Jews even get to Yerushalayim in the Messianic era, before we even arrive there, Hashem will already have removed any negative influences to protect us from going down the wrong path. Pasuk Dalit. Heitiva Hashem latovim v'lisharim bilibosam. Hashem is good to the good ones and to those who are upright and straight in their hearts. So let's look at the difference here between Tovim and Yesharim. Tovim are those who are good. They're trying to do good. They're putting their, all their efforts into doing the right thing. And uh, they're, they're not perfect, but they're, they're striving. And the Yesharim are those who are on the higher level. Those are the ones who their intentions are really on board. Through and through, they're good and they're, they're really, they got it. They just, they're, they're, they're good. They're on a higher level than the Tovim even. Now, I want to use this idea, this Pasuk here, to really highlight that, you know, this theme that we're bringing out here of Hashem's love and protection, His unconditional love for us. I want to show you here that, you know, so like we said, so many of us think that we have to check off every box and I have to be perfect if I want to merit the things that I want in my life. And here we're seeing that, no, Hashem is not only good to the Yesharim who are perfect, who are checking off every box. He's good to the Tovim. He's good to those, those who are trying, those who are putting in their best efforts. That's where we need to be in our lives. We need to try. We need to put in our efforts to do the mitzvot to the best of our ability. And then we can trust that Hashem is not nitpicking, but that he's heitiva latovin, that he's bringing good to us. And the people who are thinking in this way, that somehow Hashem is out to get them, or that he's looking to punish them, they're not realizing the following three fundamentals. And there's three truths that I want to bring you now to help you, you know, if you're in a little bit of a negative relationship in your mind with Hashem, here are three truths that you need to keep in mind always. Number one, number one, we are created in the image of Hashem. We are at Salam Elohim, which makes us infinitely, inherently valuable and precious and pure. 
And because of this, how do we treat things that are valuable and precious and pure? We treat them with the utmost respect and care in the most delicate ways. How do you treat your expensive things that you have in your house? You put them, you cover them, you put them away, you take them out, you look at them, you take them out for special occasions, you gaze at them lovingly, you make sure not to drop them, right? You treat them so with so much care and devotion and love. And this is how we have to view how Hashem treats us. He created us in His image and He sees us for the value and the worth that we actually are and He treats us in those ways. That's number one. Number two. Number two is that, you know, we very often, we all, we view Hashem through the lens of how we viewed our parents, of how our parents treated us growing up. And even if your parents were good parents, even if they weren't abusive or mistreating you in major ways, parents are people and they're flawed, just like the rest of us. And so that's the problem. The problem is we start subconsciously replacing, like, the image of Hashem and seeing him as our parents, like that that's the way he's relating to us, exactly the way our parents related to us. The problem is that Hashem is not flawed and he's not doing anything for his own, for his own reasons or to make himself feel better or to just get his, you know, get his feelings out of his system. He's not a person. He's not human and he's not flawed and he's not, he doesn't make mistakes. And so we have to view Hashem instead as a loving, merciful, divine Father who is all-capable and omnipotent. And there's nothing that He is doing for His own selfish reasons. He's doing what's in our best interest at all times. So this is the second truth, right? Not to view Hashem as an abusive parent. He is a loving, kind Father who wants to make us happy and wants to shower us and give us all the things that we want. And we're going to explore in the next part exactly what a healthy parent looks like. What does that ideal, ultimate healthy parent look like? The one who doesn't even exist because he's so perfect. What's the ideal way of parenting? We're going to explore that and we're going to replace that image with the image of our own parents so that we could see Hashem instead through that incredible lens of the parent that is really doing everything in the most perfect way. So that's the second idea. The third thing that we have to keep in mind is that by doing mistakes, we're not making ourselves flawed. We are flawed. Hashem created us. He created us with our imperfections. And He created us with the things that we're lacking and with the, the things that we're not good at and with the tendency to make mistakes and to fall. And He did this on purpose. This is how he intended for it to be. That's why he gives us tshuva, so that we could transcend our human you know, limitations and get to a higher place through tshuva, because we're not perfect, and we never will be. And recognizing that we are not the ones who make us imperfect, Hashem made us imperfect, gives us more leeway to recognize that it's okay if we make mistakes. It doesn't make us any less valuable or any less lovable. It's not the mistake. It's what we do with the mistake. It's how we view our mistakes and how we try to work on ourselves and be the best that we can that really matters. So those are the three truths that we really need to keep in mind if we want to get to be able to start going in the direction of seeing our relationship with Hashem as being lovable. We said number one, we have to remember that we're valuable and precious because we're made in Hashem's image and we have a Tzalem Elohim, we have a Neshama Tehora. Number two, the fact that Hashem is you know, like the perfect parent that never even existed, 
and not that we're looking at him through the lens of how we viewed our flawed parents. And so therefore he loves us and he only does what's best for us. And he's constantly wanting to give us all the things that we're wanting. And number three, the third thing was that he made us human. He made us imperfect and that's the way he expects us to be. So we shouldn't think that we're creating this huge shock in the world, that we're making Hashem be shocked that we uh, forgot to daven mincha one day. We're human and he knows it and he wants it that way. So the people, the, the, what happens when we veer off track and we're not perfect? How does he treat us? So uh, one way to understand this Pasuk is, the people who are, by mistake, when we turn towards crookedness, and we all fall at some point, so when we're turning in the wrong direction, what does Hashem do? He guides us and leads us with all the other people who are making mistakes, Shalom al Yisrael, he guides us towards repentance so there could be peace in Yisrael. So let's look at this, you know, like we said, how should we view this perfect parent? And then maybe we'll have a clearer image of how to view Hashem. What would an ideal parent do? The parent who knows exactly what to do to create the most amazing children, how would they relate to their children when their children make mistakes? So let's look at these three points. Number one, if it's a small mistake, what would that ideal healthy parent do? The parent who really knows what they're doing? Well, what do we see? What are we being told in our parenting classes? We're being told that if a child makes a small minor infraction, what should we do? We should look the other way. We should ignore it because everyone's human and if we give it attention, it will grow. So let's take our attention away from it so that hopefully it'll fizzle out and it will die of extinction. Right? Well, just ignore it. Just just look the other way. Turn the blind eye. It's okay. Everybody make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And we don't need to make a huge deal out of every little thing. Okay? So a healthy parent does not nitpick. And the people who have parents who were nitpicky tend to say that Hashem is nitpicky. And that if I made this little tiny mistake, then I'm already going to get punished for it. Because, you see, that's this is why my cake got burnt, because I spoke not nicely to someone last week, right? They start nitpicking on themselves, thinking Hashem is nitpicking on them because that's how they were brought up by their parents. But no, the healthy parent is not looking to get you. They're not looking to nitpick on you. And the second idea is that, let's say, let's take a bigger, a bigger infraction. Let's say the child does do something that requires the parent's attention, that requires teaching moments. What will the parent do? Is the parent going to lash out at the child because they need to get it out of their system or do something that will make them feel like they're taking revenge? No way, right? The healthy parent will determine, will sit and think, what is best for my child and how could I teach them the right way in the most possible fashion? How can I get them on the right path with the most pleasure and the least pain? Right? That's what the loving, healthy parent is going to do. So that's the second idea. And the third thing is that the loving, healthy parent has a natural desire, craving to give their children whatever they want. We want our children to have all the things they're wanting in their hearts. Yet, we know that that perfect parent will not give the child everything they want, right? They're going to say sometimes, that's not good for you, so I can't give it to you. But, however, because they're so loving and because they're so healthy, 
they're going to attempt to give that child what they're wanting in a way that is good for the child. So for example, a child who say, you know, comes home from school, a preschooler comes home at three o'clock, they have a whole night in front of them, and they're saying, mommy, can we go to the toy store? I wanna go, I want a toy. So the mother might say to herself, wait a second, right? I just got you a toy a few days ago, I'm not getting you another toy today. So maybe she's gonna say, it's not good for my child to be spoiled in that way. However, I see what my child needs. And what my child needs is some entertainment and some fun. He needs a way to keep himself busy this afternoon. So the mother might then offer, Tatala, I can't give you this toy now, but what about if we call somebody to come play with you? What if we have a play date? Or what if mommy sits down with you and plays with you a little bit, right? She's going to look to give the child the feeling that they're wanting. If it can't be in the way they want it, she'll try to give it to them in another way. And that's what the ideal parent will do. And so if we replace our image of Hashem with, in, instead of comparing it to the parent who's flawed, to the human parent, and instead we replace it with this ideal, healthy, loving parent, imagine how much different we're going to view our relationship with him. We're going to recognize that he's not out to get us, that he doesn't want to nitpick, and that he does need to teach us sometimes, but he doesn't want to do it in major scary ways. He wants to do it in, in small ways, in, 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 in positive ways if he can. And we're going to recognize that he's waiting and wanting and craving and desiring to give us to give you everything that's in your heart, to give you all the things that, that you want. And that's why we learn all of these tools to make ourselves into those worthy vessels to be able to receive all those things. Okay, so to summarize, we spoke about Hashem's love and protection for us. And we said that no matter where we're holding in our life, no matter what we're doing in our life, Hashem loves us unconditionally. And He tries to give us everything that we want. And when we're not going in the direction that we're meant to be going, he lovingly tries to lead us back to a place of repentance. So it's clear that the connection that we're meant to be having with Hashem is loving, is positive, is protective, and it's supposed to feel good, and it's supposed to feel comforting and forgiving and not punitive and vindictive and constricting and, and awful and scary. So how can we take that new model of our connection with Hashem into our life so that we really experience our relationship with Him and we experience all of our spirituality, for that matter, in this from this beautiful, happy, warm, loving place. So here are two ideas. So number one, we know that it says, If do us Hashem b'semcha, right? Serve Hashem with joy. Now, the way we understand this is that when I'm serving Hashem, I should figure out a way to make myself into a joyful mood so that I could be serving Hashem with joy, right? But here's another idea, another way of seeing it. Another way of seeing this is, how do I know if I'm serving, if I'm ivdu as Hashem in the right way, if I'm serving Hashem properly, I know that I'm on the right path when I am besimcha, when I am happy, because serving Hashem properly is leading us towards happiness. It naturally lends itself to happiness. The Torah's ways are pleasant. We're supposed to be happy and feeling good when we're serving Hashem, and that's how we know that we're aligned properly and that we're serving Hashem in the right way. So, 
what, what tool can we get from this? When we are doing our best and we're trying to serve Hashem and do all the mitzvot in the best way that we can, that's where we need to be. We need to do our best. And we're not supposed to be trying to do more than our best and we're not supposed to do less than our best. Because if we do more, we get resentful and angry and anxious and scared. And when we do less, we get doubtful and we get we, our self-esteem suffers and we feel guilt. So we're not supposed to strive to do more or less than our best. We're supposed to do our best. But the question is, how do I know what my best is? The way we know what our best is, is by look, going inside myself and asking myself, how does this feel? How do I feel doing this extra mitzvah or do, going now and davening mariv after a whole long day? How do I feel about it? Is it opening me up? Am I besimcha about it? Or is it closing me down and making me feel very constricted and upset and not myself? And that is how we determine if we're on the right path. And when we only serve, when we, and when we get accustomed to listening to our body signals and messages, and we only serve Hashem from that happy, good-feeling place, then ultimately we will transform our relationship with him and we will, we will prove to ourselves and show ourselves that this is my God. My God is loving and forgiving. He's not looking for me to be perfect. He wants me to be, he wants me to be besimcha and our whole relationship with him will shift. So that's number one. Number two, the second idea here is that we very often make cheshbonos that make no sense. Like we said before, right? My cake burned because I was mean to somebody. Or uh, I'm getting a root canal today because last week when I, you know, I knew I would, could control myself from saying Lashon Hara, but I said it anyway. So now, see, it makes sense because the, the Lashon Hara comes from my mouth and the tooth is in my mouth, right? We make these crazy cheshbonos and assumptions and we, all in an effort to try to, feel like we're in control of our lives in some way and we know what's going on. And it's really, it seems like we're doing the right thing, but really it's coming from a place of lack of trust. I need to be in control. I need to decide why everything's happening to me. And what we're really supposed to do is we're supposed to be staying in our lane. What's our lane? Our lane is our job. What's our job? Our job is to remember that Hashem is a loving, merciful, kind, benevolent Father who wants to and can and does give us everything that we want and that He's there to take care of us and protect us and to notice and be grateful and joyful and happy for those things that we're seeing in our life, that are coming into our life. That is our job. So we need to stay in our lane. And we gave a very, I actually gave you a great process last week called Lofty Questions. And I want to use it here too. You can go back and listen to how we used it in that class. We were talking about self-worth, how to up your self-esteem and your self-worth. But here I want to use it. I, I think it's very helpful to use it here as well. Wake up in the morning. Instead of saying to yourself, you know, subconsciously looking for the ways that Hashem's love is conditional and how he's withholding things from you and how you're being punished. Instead, ask yourself the question, how do I know, how do I see that Hashem loves me and takes care of me unconditionally? Put that question out there, and through putting it out there, you put your subconscious brain to work, and it's going to look for the answers, and you'll find things throughout the day that will prove to you so that you don't have to just listen to what I'm saying, but you'll actually be living the truth of this, and it will become part of you. It will become who you are. You'll have such a strong faith and trust 
in that beautiful, loving bond that you have with Hashem and in His ability and desire to take care of you constantly. So ask yourself that in the morning, and that's how you'll stay in your lane. By focusing, by asking the question, how do I know Hashem's love is unconditional? And by seeing it coming into your life, that's how you stay in your lane and you stay away from looking at all of the negativity and all focusing on all the ways that you were viewing Hashem through a negative lens. For those of you who are going through, you know, some of you listening right now, hopefully not, but some of you might be going through some real, real serious challenges in your life. So you might be thinking, okay, this is a very nice idea. It's really nice to look for the unconditional love, but I'm just, my whole life right now is proving the opposite. So how am I supposed to get to this place? So I'm not going to get, you know, into it, um, you know, for long, but I just want to give you two quick ideas. These are ideas that I've touched on in the past in other classes. But I just want to give you two quick ways of how you could also tap into this unconditional love because you probably need it most right now. So number one, the first idea is that even in the time of din where you're experiencing a lot of negativity in your life and hardship, focus in on where are the kisses? Where is Hashem's assistance? Where is He helping me get through this struggle with the most resilience and the most kayach that I possibly could have? Look for that. Look for the kisses. Look for the rachamim in the din. And we could all find this if we look for it. Another thing you could do is to look back at your life and say, what were some of the difficulties that I had to deal with in the past? And how can I now see that they benefited me? How can I now see that those things really ended up being good for me? And so often we see this so clearly. So go back to those times. And remember how the things that looked hard were really Hashem's love just wrapped in a different package. Okay, so we said two very good ideas. We said feel what feels right to you, what fills me up with happiness, joy, contentness, simcha. Those, that's how I know I'm doing my best and not more and not less. And the second thing we said was to stay in your lane by focusing in on the acts of unconditional love that are coming towards you knowing that when we do this, when we focus on those positive things, we increase our trust and we increase the positivity in our lives. And remember, finally, please remember that whatever is going on for you in your life, as insurmountable as it may seem, in one split second, it can all be wiped away. It can, all the troubles can be taken away because Hashem saviv liyamo me'atav alam. He loves us unconditionally and is constantly putting his protection and care in our lives. Thank you for listening.